Good morning and happy Easter to you. This has been a crazy time, but it is so good to be able to celebrate something that we know gives us strength and hope and comfort, and that is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to first of all thank Pastor Darren and our worship team and those that read a scripture for us this morning because it is so good to see familiar faces. But even beyond that, it is so good to hear God's word and to prepare our hearts to receive what Jesus would have for us on this Easter morning. You know, I'm, I am so disappointed that uh, we are not able to gather this morning at the church and to do all the things that we are so accustomed to doing on Easter morning. First of all, man, I'm gonna miss that breakfast that uh, Ram and Mel and Dr. Mike and Rich and Cy and uh, David put together and so many others that make on Easter morning with the hash browns and the pancakes and the bacon. And most importantly, uh, David's homemade salsa. Oh man, I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss seeing the kids come down the church uh, aisle and sing an Easter song for us. You know, every church has its uh, traditions and uh, I'm gonna miss the traditions of West Covina Christian Church this morning. The, the, one of the traditions uh, when I was growing up is that we on Easter morning would have what we called a sunrise service in which we would gather at the church early in the morning when the sun was just coming up over the horizon. And we did that to remember the women that went to Jesus's tomb early on the first day of the week on that Sunday morning to be able to uh, gather around his tomb, to be able to grieve and to remember who Jesus was. They had no thought of that he might have been risen from the dead, but this was our church tradition when I was growing up. And so this morning I thought it would be an interesting uh, sermon if I'm going to record it ahead of time to gather and we can see the sun just coming up over the horizon. Should be about in five minutes according to uh, uh, the sunrise time. And we're gonna see that sun come up over the horizon. And uh, it reminds us of the thoughts and the feelings that uh, the women must have felt as they approached that tomb early the first Easter morning. Can you imagine what might have been going uh, through their minds and their hearts as they approached that tomb? I have to imagine that they were devastated when they saw that the tomb had been rolled away. And as the sun began to make its way up and the first uh, beams of light began to shine into the tomb, they began to, they looked inside and expecting to see a dead body, all they saw was grave clothes that had been folded up and laid there neatly where Jesus's body was expected. And I can imagine the fear that filled their hearts as they thought, what happened to him? Where, uh, who has took his body? And, uh, and then an angel of the Lord comes in all of his glory and he sits down upon the stone that he has rolled away. And I get a picture of the angel almost sitting there casually saying, uh, he is uh, he is not here. He is risen just as he said he would. 
and the uh, wheels of their mind begin to run in reverse. Wait a minute. We, I remember Jesus talking about rising from the dead, but I never thought it was a literal resurrection from the dead. I thought this was some sort of teaching, some sort of metaphorical um, uh, uh, illustration that, he, that we could have new life in him. But Jesus has actually risen from the dead. And then can you imagine the feelings when they saw Jesus himself and the scriptures that we read says that they clasped his feet and worshiped him. You get the image that they want to hug him, but they're so overcome with emotion that all they can do is fall down before him. They can't even stand up and they, and they gather around his, grabbing his feet and worship him. They have been humbled before the king of kings and the lord of lords and they worship him so many thoughts and emotions must have been running through them on that first easter and it brings to mind the thoughts and the emotions that may be running through our hearts and our minds on easter 2020 you know there are thoughts of confusion about what is going on and will life ever look the same? There are fears and anxieties that have been, uh, that, that, are, that come up within our hearts all the time. And we wonder, uh, will I be okay? Will my family be healthy? Will my job be safe? And we have fears and concerns and thoughts and we wonder how long will all of this last? You know, as I'm sitting here waiting for the sun to come up over the horizon, and, uh, and as I think about these thoughts and these fears, a verse comes to mind. It's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. As I'm standing here waiting for the sun to come up over the edge of the mountain behind me, uh, I'm thinking that the sunrise is a kind of resurrection. If you think of night as everything dying down and all of us going to sleep and darkness settles in, the, the rays of light that come over the, the horizon every morning bring new life. They bring a new day and hopes and expectations. You see, these words from Lamentations 3 ought to give us all comfort this morning. You know, we've been reading scripture together this morning, so would you read this, these verses with me as you sit in your homes? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. As trials and difficulties weigh us down, as fears and anxieties rise up in our hearts, we need to know that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. How long will all this last? We don't know, but we need to be reminded of the fact that there is one thing that will never come to an end. His mercies will never come to an end. 
Each day we rise with questions and concerns in our hearts, but we remember that God's love and mercy are new every morning. How will we make it through all of this? Great is God's faithfulness. Let me pray for us on this Easter morning. Father God, I pray that as we gather together as a church, each of us in our own homes, we remember that the church is not the building, the church are the people. And so God, this morning, even though we can't be together physically, we are together in spirit. And so we gather together as a church and we gather together to worship you, to give you the praise that you deserve. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and after three days, he rose from the dead. And we pray that you would come into each of our hearts this morning and remind us of the victory that we have in Jesus, the salvation that you have won for us. And as we do gather around these truths, we pray that you would fill our hearts and our lives and our homes with love that you might be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Easter 2020, Easter 2020 is an Easter we will never forget. This is one for the ages for sure. Like if you don't have kids yet, this is the type of Easter that you will tell your kids or your grandkids. It is hopefully the one and only Easter that we do not gather together in the church building. This is a unique Easter for sure. And so what I would like to do this morning for this uh, Easter 2020 is I want us to understand that Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity for us. And at first uh, hearing of that, you might think, well, that is an awfully silly way of thinking about all of this. This doesn't seem like an opportunity. This seems like a disappointment or a calamity. And I agree, I'm the first one that uh, would say, I miss everything that's going to happen on Easter morning that we're used to. I miss the Easter egg hunts and I miss being able to gather most of all with our church family and then with, uh, my, um, then with my relatives for Easter dinner. I miss all of that and that is a disappointment and, and this whole situation is a calamity, but in some ways this is a unique opportunity. And so on this Easter 2020, I wanna give us three ways that this Easter is a unique opportunity. The first way is that Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity for us to focus solely on Jesus's resurrection. As much as Easter hasn't become as commercialized as the uh, other holidays like Christmas, it still has all the things that can take our attention away from the true meaning of Easter. There's the Easter bunny, there's the Easter egg hunts, there's the uh, children's performance at school, there's the big uh, Easter dinner, and all of those things, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying those things are bad, but what is most important about Easter is what we get an opportunity to focus on solely this year. And that is Jesus's 
resurrection. Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity to focus solely on Jesus's resurrection. Throughout history, there have been many attempts to always minimize Jesus and what he has done. In fact, even in the verses that immediately follow the ones that we read from Matthew 28, there are already uh, people that are trying to explain away how Jesus rose from the dead. We read in Matthew 28, verses 12 and 13, when the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. You see, they were coming up with lies already to say, to try to get rid of Jesus's resurrection. And they came up with this plan that to me, I'll be honest, I read this plan and I think, how in the world is this ever going to work? The disciples came in the middle of the night to steal his body. There's two soldiers at the entrance of the tomb for the explicit purpose of making sure no one could come and steal Jesus's body. And both soldiers, not just one, but both soldiers fell asleep at the wheel. And while this stone that weighed hundreds of pounds was rolled away, uh, neither of them woke up. This is the best you can come up with. And yet they had, to get, they had to come up with some sort of explanation about how Jesus' body could not be there. And this was one, one among many that have been come up, uh, that people have devised through the centuries. Some have said that maybe Jesus wasn't really dead, that he just fainted or passed out. And as Pastor Darren reminded us in the, in the Good Friday service, he told us about how, how vividly Jesus was beaten and his, and, his, uh, and his back that was already raw from the uh, scourging that he had uh, experienced was going up and down on the cross as he tried to take each breath. And then when they pierced his side with a sword, there was not even blood to come out. You're telling me that this Jesus didn't really die? And those whose living was to execute men would not know whether he was really dead or not. And then some have said that he just hallucinated. And somehow uh, all of this has been dreamt up. Or my favorite yet is that someone became uh, an impersonator. And then, and within three days time, they came up with the idea of mimicking Jesus and going to his disciples and those he knew best, even to his own mother and pretending like they were Jesus. And that would have in some way fooled them. You know, there have been all kinds of attempts to get rid of the resurrection. And to this day, there are all kinds of attempts to get rid of Jesus and the good news of his death and resurrection. There are people who want to say we ought not to have this in society because for somehow this does more harm than it does good. I'll admit, I think those uh, arguments are just as ridiculous as the first ones I gave you. It is Jesus, it is the thought of Jesus and his love for us that has motivated so many through the centuries to do good works. And there are others that just want to get rid of Jesus out of their own lives or even out of our lives. 
and they'll ridicule and they'll make up uh, they'll make up things to say to try to get rid of this thought of having Jesus be the sole focus of our lives. Easter 2020 is the opportunity for us to be able to step away from all of that and to remember what is most important, to be able to worship Jesus for who he is. Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity for us to focus solely on Jesus's resurrection. You know, the coronavirus may keep us from attending church, but it cannot uh, stop us from being the church and from worshiping Jesus. And so on this Easter, I challenge us, it is a unique opportunity for all of us to focus solely on him. One of the things that's happened uh, here in the last now five weeks is that I will get up and I'll watch the Sunday morning service with my family. And so I have, uh, so I am watching myself preach, which is obviously a unique experience. And uh, there's this thought, there's this tendency to, when you watch yourself to evaluate how you could have said this differently or, or uh, worded this differently or, or said it in a different way. And, uh, I was sitting there in my, and, and later in the week, this past week, I was sitting in my, doing my devotions and reading my Bible and God reminded me, Corey, it has nothing to do with you personally. It's all about Jesus. And we're not in the business of advancing West Covina Christian Church. We're in the business of advancing Jesus's kingdom. And those are helpful thoughts for us as we think about how Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity to focus solely on Jesus. It's all about Jesus and his resurrection. Point number two, Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity for many to be reborn, for people to have a spiritual birthday, so to speak, for them to begin living life with Christ. Uh, all of us have a physical birthday, obviously, right? But not all of us have a spiritual birthday. And so this is a unique opportunity for many people to be reborn spiritually, to be born again. Maybe there, this is an opportunity for many that have not focused on the Lord, that they have been reminded of how fragile life is. We never know when this life is going to come uh, be over with. We've heard stories about how little kids, I mean, like 10 years old have died from coronavirus. Or how parents of children have died and how the elderly are especially vulnerable. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or 90 years old. And it doesn't matter if there is a coronavirus or if it's a car accident. Our life could be over like that. We must know that we are right with the Lord. And this is a unique opportunity for many to be reborn. This past week, I had two uh, conversations with two different individuals from our church that told me in this past week, they had close people very close to them come to know the Lord Jesus 
as their Savior and Lord. One was a family member and the other uh, a close friend. Both gave their lives to Christ uh, this week. And I think, wow, that is wonderful. If this is all that comes about from this time, that is worth it. This is a unique opportunity for many to be reborn. We have people that are watching the sermon or the service on Sunday mornings that have never stepped in inside the doors of West Covina Christian Church. And we know that there are people watching because they have contacted the church and asked for the weekly newsletter. And some of them have begun to give of their, of their finances to the to support the ministry of the church. And my hope and prayer is that they will find not only this to be a church home, but they will find a relationship with Jesus. That is what is most important, to be reborn, to be born again. This idea of being born again comes from a conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was one of the teachers uh, uh, in the, at the time that Jesus was on earth. And he came to Jesus at night because he wanted to really find out what all of this was about that Jesus was teaching. Now, he could have come during the day, but you have to understand that there were many among those that he worked with, the Pharisees, that did not like what Jesus was teaching and doing. And so uh, Nicodemus came in the in the secrecy of the middle of the night and he knocked on Jesus's door. Now, Jesus could have been rude and said, you coward, come back during the day. But no, Jesus welcomed him in with grace and they had the most profound conversation. And Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, Nicodemus had a hard time understanding that and grasping what Jesus uh, meant, just as we would have. Born again, what are you talking about? And Jesus uh, goes on to teach him that, uh, that each person is born of water and the Spirit. In other words, there are two births. The physical birth that he's talking about is the birth of water. That's the way Jesus words it. But there is a spiritual birth, a birth of the Spirit. And the reason there are two births is because there are two deaths. There is a physical death that corresponds with our birthday. There is a day in which our life begins and there will be a day in which our life ends and uh, our heart takes its last beat and then our bodies are alive no longer. But what, but what many don't realize is that that is not the only death, that when our bodies die, it does not mean that our spirits and our souls cease to, uh, cease to exist. That, but there is a spiritual death for those that have not been born again, that have not been born of the Spirit. That spiritual death is separation from God. The culmination of separation from God is to be separated from God for all eternity, what we call hell. But those of us who have been born again will not experience the second death. We will have eternal life. And so Jesus goes on to say to Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, to perish is to be separated from God forever, but to 
but to receive eternal life is to have a relationship with God and to be in his presence forever. And how does Jesus say that we are born again? He says that it is for those who believe in him. You see, to be born again starts with a simple act of believing in Jesus, placing our faith and our trust in him and giving our lives to him. And this morning may be the opportunity for you, that you have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus and to ask him to come into your life and to forgive your sins and for him to be your savior and Lord. Now I said it started with a simple act of faith, but it is not easy. What Jesus is asking from us is that we give our whole lives to him and that, uh, and that, we, that we live for him and he will uh, change the way, he will ask us to change the way that we live and the way that we think and the way that we, uh, the priorities in our lives. It is a simple act of faith, but it is not easy. It is very demanding, but man, it is so worth it. This is a unique and a precious opportunity for you to be saved and to, and to become a Christian and to give your life to Christ. And that is my hope and prayer that you do that today. It is such a wonderful opportunity. Jonathan Ed Evans uh, had a clip that was traveling around the internet that I thought of this week as I was thinking about this idea of how when we are saved, it changes everything. It might appear difficult, and it is difficult, but it has so many blessings. He gave this speech at his mom's funeral. In fact, if you haven't seen this, I encourage you after the sermon is over, to after the service is over, to go to YouTube and type in uh, Jonathan Evans' speech at mom's funeral. Jonathan Evans is the son of the pastor... Tony Evans in Dallas and at his mom's funeral he says I was wrestling with God because I said if we have victory in your name didn't you hear us when we were praying didn't you see the cancer didn't you hear us where are you why didn't you do what you were we were asking because your word says if we abide in you and your word abides in us we can ask whatever and you will and uh, ask whatever we will and it will be given to us. Your word tells us that we can ask according to your will, that, that if we ask according to your will, you will hear us. And Evans goes on to say, and I was wrestling with God and he answered me. And he said, number one, you don't understand the nature of my victory. Because I didn't answer your prayer your way doesn't mean I haven't already answered your prayer anyway. Because victory was already given to your mom. You didn't understand because of the victory that, give, that I have given you that there was always only two answers to your prayers. Either she was going to be healed or she was going to be healed. Either she was going to live or she was going to live. Either she was going to be with family or she was going to be with family. Either she was going to be well taken care of or she was going to be well taken care of. Victory belongs to me because of what I have already done for you. The two answers to your prayers are yes and yes. 
because victory belongs to Jesus. You see, when we enter into a relationship with Jesus, now ours is the victory. Our sins are forgiven and we are, and we are a child of God. And no matter how God chooses to answer our prayers, it is always for our best. The answer is always yes, because we are a part of his family and he loves us. How do we know all that is true? Namely, it is by the resurrection of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15 says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, today you can have victory by, let it, by inviting Jesus into your heart. You can be born again in the old way of sin, in the old way that led to destruction and depression and fear and anxiety can be put away. You can have new life. You're reborn and joy and peace will fill your hearts every day from this point forward. It doesn't mean that things won't be difficult and it doesn't even mean that there won't be uh, prayers that feel like they are unanswered. But the truth is we will be a part of Jesus's family. May Easter 2020 be a unique opportunity for you to be reborn. In fact, if you have never taken that simple act of faith, I invite you now, if it would be helpful, just pause the sermon, take a moment and ask God to come into your life. If you're watching with other family members, they're not going to be upset. Just Take a moment, pause the sermon, and ask God to come and be your Savior and Lord. The victory is yours. Jesus has already died on the cross and risen from the dead so that you can be born again. That's the second unique opportunity of Easter 2020. The third is this, Easter 2020 is a unique opportunity for you to reboot. Reboot is obviously a computer term. When our computers begin to run sluggishly or uh, things get out of order or when they have downloaded new information, they need to reboot. In other words, they need to turn off for a moment get everything organized and situated and in place, and then they'll start back up so that they can run more quickly and more efficiently. They can use the new information that has been downloaded to their system. And Easter 2020 is like that for each of us. It is a unique opportunity for us to reboot. Everything has been shut down. So now this is an opportunity for us to kind of put everything in its proper place, to make sure our lives have the right focus so that uh, we can uh, make sure that we are living for God in the way that he wants us to live for him. Now, I've got to give credit where credit is due. This idea of rebooting our lives is not uh, original to me. I was having a conversation with one of our church members, Alyssa Ramirez, this past week, and I asked her, how are you doing spiritually? 
and she said, this is an opportunity for me to reboot. And I thought, wow, that's a good way of putting it. I said, you know what? I might even uh, reuse that this, this Sunday. And uh, that's what I'm doing right now. What a great image. Adam, her husband, talked about how this is a time for him to focus on being a better husband and a better father. And uh, they were talking about how they're uh, looking at their faith in new ways and taking their relationship with him more seriously. And I thought that is a challenge for all of us. In fact, that is a unique opportunity for all of us to step back during this time and to look at our lives. We've maybe taken a step back from going and working in the office, or maybe we've taken a step back from being as busy with all the extracurricular activities of our kids or running to the store and doing all the shopping that we normally do. We've taken a step back from so many things that it is now an opportunity for us to lay those things aside for a second so that we can get focused on the right things. I've been learning so much about myself during this time. I've been learning even a lot of things about our church during this time. This is a, such a unique opportunity for us to reboot and to get refocused. And, uh, and some of you will use this opportunity to fast and to pray or to memorize scripture or to spend time in God's word. But that is the challenge for us this Easter. More than any other challenge for us, it, this is a unique opportunity for us to reboot and to get centered on Jesus and to get focused on him so that he might be glorified in our lives. As I'm up here on the mountain, uh, I see that the sun is just making its way over the clouds over here, and that's kind of cool. I, I hope that you can pick that up on the screen as well. And so I'm thinking about the sun coming up over the horizon, and I'm thinking about God coming into our lives. And now I look down over the city in fact, I might just pause the video and point it towards West Covina a second. I'm now facing where our church is in the city of West Covina. And I can't help but just pray for the city of West Covina and the surrounding communities that all that there would be many this morning who are worshiping God because of the resurrection of Jesus. And I can't help but pray that there are people that through our church are receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior so that they are reborn. And I can't help but pray for all of us. And my heart really goes out for all of you that this is an, a unique opportunity for you to reboot and to get right with the Lord. You know, they say that the air quality right now is better than it has been in decades. And uh, I see pretty clearly, actually, that there are areas of the city that are getting lit up by the sun as it makes its way over the horizon. And the air quality is clear, but may we have a clarity in our hearts spiritually speaking, 
may we be able to focus on Jesus and his resurrection. Spiritually speaking, may we be reborn. And spiritually speaking, may we reboot. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for this Easter. God, we rejoice in the salvation that you have won through your death and resurrection. And we pray that as we have this unique Easter, that in the midst of fears and anxieties, you would also fill our hearts with peace and joy because of the relationship that we have through Jesus, because of the victory that was won when he rose from the dead. God, I pray for West Covina Christian Church and my heart goes out to us today. I pray that you would bless each individual, bless each family, and may with the sense of disappointment that we are not able to uh, gather together, may we have a sense of joy that to know that we do have a church family. And that is all because we are brothers and sisters together and you are our Father, our Heavenly Father. And so, God, I pray for us as a church that you would bless us, that you would keep us safe, that you would watch over us so that you can be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.